Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 67, Chicken Temptation. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, we hear a message from Sakay Tang. Sakay is another one of my Chicago friends who now lives in New York. So I was able to interview her in person. I did this in the midst of the COVID-19 shutdown by biking to her house, where we both wore face masks throughout the interview. The message comes from the spring of 1989 and is about 30 seconds long. After it plays, we will hear Sakay's response. Let's listen. Hi, Paul. This is Sakay calling. Listen, I've got tickets to see Les Miserables. Um, Maggie gave me the tickets. So, if you're interested, it's tonight at around 6. I have to go and pick up the ticket then. If you're interested, let me know soon, because um, otherwise I have to find someone else. Okay, bye. I think I got some tickets last minute from somebody, and I can't make out who it was. It sounded like Marty. Marty. Marty or Marley? Is there somebody that you remember named... Marty? Marty or Morty? Marley. Maggie, maybe? I have no idea. I don't remember who gave me those tickets, but I do remember vaguely that I got those tickets in the last minute, and I had to go pick it up. What were you thinking about just hearing your voice from 30 years ago? I think I had more of a British accent, maybe, back then. I don't know what it is. Like It just sounded as if I was acting a little bit. As if you were acting? Yeah. You don't recognize your voice as being your authentic voice? That's right. That's right. Maybe I had a cold, so it didn't sound like me, I feel like. When did you first meet me? I met you downtown at this place called South End Music Works. So a friend of mine, Sophia Thompson, she's also a sculptor. She was my friend in the undergrad art department, and she's really into music. So she introduced me to this place, and she said to me, oh, do you like music? I volunteer at this place called South End Music Works, and then you get to hear music for free. And I started volunteering at South End Music Works. And in one of the my volunteering days, I saw you as you were driving some musicians away. Take the musician to a hotel or like... Well, I remember you were volunteering at one of the shows. Yeah. And Leo or Lawrence probably introduced me. When did you start University of Chicago? Fall of 1985. So then in spring of 89. That was my graduating year. Where do you think you were living at the time? Probably above Harold's. It's like a takeout joint where you can buy fried chicken and french fries on a piece of white bread. What was it like living above Harold's? At the beginning, it was fantastic because... I think I was a vegetarian then, but I I couldn't eat chicken. But smelling the chicken somehow, I feel like I was fulfilled. So you never actually bought any? No, I did. Eventually, 
it broke me down. And I actually, I think at the beginning, I was just buying French fries. And then little by little, I started buying the chicken, I think. I think I ate it like once or twice. You were a vegetarian when you moved in to live above Harold's Chicken Jack. And then the smell of it slowly and slowly (laughs) tempted you. Yes. My friends, you know, whenever they would go buy Harold's and I would tell them, oh, come up, you know. And so a lot of people would actually buy Harold's and come upstairs to my apartment to eat. And I love like the french fries because I really love the grease, you know. It's almost like the early iterations of the YouTube watching people eat videos. It's like, I can't eat it, but I would like to see other people eat it, you know. (laughs) The videos of the people eating that Sakai refers to are called mukbang. They originated in South Korea, but became popular worldwide thanks to web streaming. The restaurant she lived above, Harold's Chicken Shack, is a very famous South Side institution that deserves an episode of its own. For now, I will simply note that the Herald's location she lived above at Kenwood and 53rd was closed in 1994. The only Herald's chicken shack in Hyde Park now is down the street at Kimbark Plaza. This location opened in December of 1989, the same year of Sakai's phone call. So, for several years, there were two Heralds in Hyde Park. The other thing I want to note is our memories of meeting at South End Music Works. When I discussed South End back in episode 18, I mentioned picking up Terry Riley and George Brooks at the airport. The date of this concert was Saturday, October 22nd, 1988. And since K recalls me driving some musicians the day we met, this could very well be that day. My memory is of Leo or Lawrence introducing us. Leo Krumpholtz, as I noted back in episode 18, was the founder of South End. Lawrence Rock was another key member of the South End crew. Lawrence was also a central link for me to the Chicago music scene. It was he that gave me a time slot on the WHBK schedule my first year in the college. To get the gig as a DJ, I had to assemble a playlist for my potential show. This required me to draw upon the knowledge I had gained by sampling the St. Paul Public Library's jazz collection. The list probably included Ornette Coleman, John Coltrane, Thelonious Monk, Eric Dolphy, Charles Mingus, and maybe Sun Ra. Lawrence must have thought I had enough to start with, so he gave me a slot midnight to 3 a.m. Monday mornings. It was at WHBK that I met Leo Krumpholtz, and even before South End, it was Lawrence and Leo that introduced me to many of the musicians in Chicago's avant-garde. I thank them for that, 
And, of course, I thank them for introducing me to Sakai. All right, that's it for this week. I am truly grateful to Sakai for traveling back in time with me. If you would like to time travel via answering machine or have other comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. I had editing help this week from Dios Grung, who is not only a great sound editor, but also my next-door neighbor. Thanks to him, and thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. <laughs>